Welcome to Reprogram Your Health, where we explore new ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best. I'm your host, Erica Flint. I'm a board-certified hypnotherapist, and I practice in Bellingham, Washington, and across the nation. In my years of studying the mind, it's become clear that there are many roads that lead to the same destination, and for many of us, that destination is health and well-being. This show explores attitudes, philosophies, and techniques that are helping others towards those goals, maybe in new and surprising ways, which often means we are breaking the paradigm, challenging common beliefs, and introducing new ways of thinking about things to get actual results. In our high-tech world of always on, texting, tweeting, and Facebook, the idea of sensory deprivation may sound like a nightmare to some. But the health benefits of floating go well beyond the physical body. And it's like a mini vacation for your mind. And today, I'm excited to introduce our guest expert, Dan Martin. He's the owner of a float flotation therapy studio in Bellingham, Washington. He has a master's degree in psychology and worked for many years with youth and young adults experiencing problems in their lives. While doing graduate work in consciousness, he discovered floating and recognized the potential for helping people understand and support their physical and mental well-being. Now, before we get started with Dan, I am excited to introduce, we have two guest experts today, really excited to introduce to you guys Robin Robertson and Dr. Linda Goggin. Robin is a fitness enthusiast and owner of Bellingham Training and Tennis Club, and Dr. Sunny Goggin is a functional medicine doctor at Ideal Health Bellingham. So glad to be here as always, Erica. Yes. Super excited about the topic of today's show, Thanks. floating. Thanks so much for having us. This, I want to go jump in the tank right now. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Dan, why don't you get us started? What are we talking about? What is floating? Well, flotation therapy is actually probably the most relaxing thing that you could ever do. What it is physically is a, basically a large bathtub with about 800 to 1,000 pounds of Epsom salts in it. So you float right on top of the water, almost like it's the Dead Sea. Um, the tub does have an enclosure over it. There is a door, but there are no locks or anything like that. So you can just get in and out at any time. And basically the water is kept at about skin temperature, not your core temperature. Otherwise you'd heat up a little too much. But um, um, so you're in this sense deprived environment where there's no light, no sound. You, get, uh, you take the gravitational force off of the body you're able to relax at such a deep level that you bring the parasympathetic nervous system to the fore. And so many different groups have found so much benefit from this that it's, it's even almost hard to talk about all the categories, but I guess we'll, we'll do that today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, did you say, I mean, how many thousands of pounds of salt go in the tank? Well, each tank has about 10 to 11 inches of water in it. Um, it's about four feet wide by eight feet long, so you don't touch the sides because that's another sensation. We're trying to attenuate all the senses. But yeah, we dissolve about one-third of the water is actually a dissolved solid. So it's really not water anymore. It's a, it's a special solution. And um, as, as you know, traditionally, um, Epsom salts are used to ease muscle pain and joint pain. But now, you know, normally in a bathtub, you put two to four pounds, maybe, Right? And now you're in this saturated solution just covered in salt. And um, people get out, and we have this term in the, in the industry, we, we call it salt drunk. People get out and they feel just like, wow, my body feels heavy, but I feel really calmed and relaxed. 
And I think some of that is, is coming about just from uh, Epsom salt. Dan, you said something about bringing the parasympathetic system out or forward in the float process. What do you mean by that? Can you explain the parasympathetic system for those who might not be familiar with that term? Right, yeah. Um, there's the sympathetic and there's the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic we're using right now, we're talking, taking actions in the world and so forth. Um, I would say, like uh, Erica's introduction, that we're overstimulated. We're on our phones. We're working on the computer. You're thinking about your next task at work. You're, you're under stress and pressure. That's a sympathetic. So um, that's kind of like the fight and flight response of the nervous system. And when you're able to turn that off, that fight and flight kind of disappears, you, uh, the uh, body at a, at a cellular level is able to heal faster and relax at a deep, deep level. So how does somebody um, get in to the right frame of mind to enjoy what's happening in a float? What, ha what happens while you're in there? Yeah, that's really typical and that's a, that's a common question that's asked me. A lot of people say, I'm not able to meditate. I'm not able to quiet my mind down. I don't know how I would do that. And what would I do with myself for an hour or an hour and a half just silently drifting? I would go crazy in there, right? And actually, it's not an intellectual process. It's a process, it's a physical process where you go into this environment that actually your body has never been in. Even when you were in the womb, there was stimulation going on. You could hear your mother's heartbeat, and you were wa she was walking around, and you're moving constantly. So in this, uh, in this particular special environment, you're in silence, in darkness, no sights, no smell. Um, it sounds scary. There are lights in there, so you know the first time people float, there there are ways to make their first float go more comfortably. But once they they are in there and they adapt to it, they realize, wow, this is incredibly relaxing. And instead of trying to make the mind quiet down and thinking about, oh yeah, I have this to do at work and this thing we're doing tomorrow or whatever, you're actually able to just have it shut off by itself. It's not an intellectual process. It just suddenly quiets down. Some people, it does take them up to three floats to do that. Mm -hmm. And what we find is people that say, oh, well, I, I wouldn't even enjoy doing that. People get out of the tank and they feel incredibly refreshed um, just being in this space where they don't have to constantly use their mind, filling up their mind, filling up their body with, with different uh, activities and so forth. That's oh, right. Amazing. I know. I absolutely have to try this because I could, I think, greatly benefit, as would a lot of people, by taking that time for yourself to have that quiet, and this is almost an enforced quiet time, but I like the idea of um, just letting go. Right. And I think um, the idea has come up recently of, of people taking rest days or personal care days. And it really is important because we're doing so much. You're, you know, you always have a new plan, something you're going to do with your business or your life or your personal life, new plans for vacations and so forth. And uh, it's, it's imperative to take time and relax and, um, and recharge. Well, absolutely true with the, in the health and fitness world. If you don't take those recovery days, you don't get stronger. You just keep wearing yourself down and wearing yourself down. So this sounds like it'd be a wonderful addition to somebody's training regimen, right? So they've got this built-in recovery, and I love that idea. Yeah, and I do actually see a lot of athletes that come in, not only after a major event, you know, ultra athletes, ultra runners, or uh, wrestlers, or whatever, 
um, we see a lot of people while they're training because they realize, wow, I need the recovery during my intensive training so that I can stay at the top of my game. Yes, that makes so much sense. I wonder if the, the magnesium is part of, the magnesium in Epsom salts is part of the benefit because we see so many people who are deficient in magnesium and I recommend Epsom salts baths at home and uh, now this is like the super Epsom salts bath. Right, and um, actually the, the scientific evidence is still yet to come. We have some evidence that for sure Epsom salt or magnesium is getting into the system. They've done the blood test. But um, the actual scientific papers are yet to come out. Probably in the next year, there is some research being done on that. Yeah. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear uh, about all of these amazing benefits of floating. So we're going to be back in just a minute. Uh, and we're going to continue with this and get some action steps and understanding you know, why would you float and what is it actually like and how can it benefit you. We'll be back in just a minute with Reprogram Health Radio. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Reprogram Your Health Radio. New ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best. On KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. Today's guest is Dan Martin, and we're talking about the surprising inside look at sensory deprivation and floating. Dan, I want to know about the experience. Now, floating has some misperceptions with it about that it could be a form of torture or brainwashing or mind control or what happens when you unleash your mind is it like an LSD trip what goes on in your brain when you go in that float tank yeah I think and that's an important question um floating was invented by uh Dr. John C. Lilly and Jay Shirley in 1954 and that was a cold war era and um, there was, there were um, cases of torture and brainwashing going on in isolation over in Asia, where POWs were held standing upright for you know days at end or whatever. But you're being tortured, and so in this case, you're voluntarily going in, just floating for about an hour, hour and a half in this in this um, sense-deprived environment. And it's actually very comfortable and comforting. But what happens is your brain um, goes down instead of into deep delta wave sleep states it goes into theta wave states and so it is true that sometimes in that that state you can see dreamlike images and i wouldn't call it hallucinating it you you're actually awake and you know you are so it's like lucid dreaming but um, people that have ptsd a lot of times will float and um, they have issues that that will come up but when they're in the tank, um, part of the brain actually quiets down. It's called the amygdala. And um, this hasn't been proven yet, but there are fMRI studies that show that the brain quiets down much like um, uh, antidepressant drugs like benzodiazepines. And uh, the fMRI's data looks very similar from people post-float and people who are on those drugs. And um, so with less anxiety, you're able to actually see those, those traumatic uh, past events and, and handle them more easily. So this is more of a calming experience and refreshing. It sounds like you are almost observing yourself while you're in the tank in a way. Yeah, I think actually there's multiple states. There's a state where you can actually just be asleep and it's actually safe to fall asleep. You oh. can't turn over in the tank. It's only 10 inches deep. If you turn sideways, you'd hit the bottom and it would push you right back up. Okay. Also, you couldn't take the salt in your eye. You'd just wake up. Um, but, um, yeah, sometimes people fall asleep. Sometimes people are awake the entire time, but they start to feel um, almost like chiropractic issues on their back, and they're able to pop them and crack them and, and relax at a, a much deeper level. 
But then, of course, there's also this theta wave brain state that we're talking about where um, you're kind of hovering between wake and sleep. And it's an incredibly productive state to be in, not only to see yourself psychologically, but also just relax into your body. And um, it, it really enhances the mind-body connection. That's fascinating. One thing I recently read was that there was a pilot study done looking at people who floated with generalized anxiety disorder. And um, the people who were waitlisted um, also took the before and after test. And the people who were floating had a significant decrease in um, their overall score for anxiety. And, uh, you know, it's just something I can't wait to try myself, <laughs> get my anxiety level down. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that there actually is a scientific study going on right now. It's in Tulsa, Oklahoma at a place called LIBER, uh, Laureate Institute for Brain Research. It's, it's being headed up by uh, Dr. Justin Feinstein. And you can look up either one of those, Justin Feinstein or LIBER, you know, on the web and you'll, you'll find it. You can also get on their newsletter. And... Um, Initially, they have only tested healthy people, so now they're going to start clinical trials with people really suffering from uh, various forms of anxiety. And um, what they're finding is there's this region in the brain called the salience network. And apparently when there's overactivity with the salience network, um, you have a lot of anxiety. And when, it, when that connectivity is quieted down between those regions of the brain, um, people experience less anxiety. So when they've fMRI'd people right after getting out of a float tank, their brain looks similar to people who uh, don't don't have anxiety or even are on those drugs that we that we mentioned earlier. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I know wow. it's really exciting. <laughs> Uh, there was another question over the break about um, one of the, the myths about uh, sanitation. And can, can you go into that a little bit? Dan? Yeah, actually, that's a common question. I have people call me all the time. Like, why would I want to float in dirty bathtub water that somebody else has just been in there? That's gross. Why, why would I do that? Actually, when you, whenever you get into a pool or a hot tub, I guarantee you, you're getting into much dirtier water. Even, even you know, government approved, you know, with chlorine or whatever. Um what we're doing is there's one person on the float tank and then they get out and then we clean the entire contents of, of the float tank. So the water is turned over four times through a micropore filter. It goes through a UV light, which basically inside of this chamber um, is baking and cooking the water. So literally 99.9% .9 of organisms are killed on one pass. Um, but we're putting it through there four times. And then it's going, um, it's also being treated with a microscopic amount of uh, bromine. So there's really nothing that can grow or live in the water. And naturally, just that high level of saline keeps most organisms at bay. Are chemically sensitive people okay with that little bit of bromine that you, you find that? So far, we, we haven't had any problems with anyone. Um, we do have a, a, um, a, filt, uh, a fan system on the, on the tank that constantly turn over the air in the, uh, in the tank, so you're always breathing fresh air. Excellent. We're going to be back in just a minute, and we're going to talk about is floating right for you under what circumstances you would want to go floating. Dan's going to tell us all of that and more. Join us in just a few minutes on Reprogram Your Health Radio. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Reprogram Your Health Radio, where we explore new ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best. On KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. Today's guest is Dan Martin, and we're talking about the surprising inside look at sensory deprivation and floating. Dan, tell us who best can benefit from floating. 
Um, well, you know, a lot of people, when they first hear about floating, they, they might think to themselves, I'm claustrophobic. I don't think I could go in this uh, environment. And actually calling it sensory deprivation is a bit of a misnomer. It's really sensory attenuation. And most people, once they get in there, they can actually leave the door cracked a little bit. They can leave the light on the first couple times, and then eventually they get comfortable, and they, they really float deep. And most of the people that say they're claustrophobic get over it very quickly and find that they're in this, this environment where uh, it's very expansive, almost like they're in outer space. But, you know, as far as people um, that can benefit from it, there's, there's a couple of broad categories. Many of my clients do it for pain relief. So um, people with MS, fibromyalgia, arthritis, they have back and hip joint pain, um, pregnancy discomfort. Um, and also I've been seeing a lot more lately is people with concussions. And I know you've had that on the show before, but just it's, it's an incredible environment to take away all the stimulations that the brain needs when it's healing. So um, the other really big group is people under a lot of stress, um, people that just need some mental tranquility. But even at a clinical level, um, we're seeing more and more people with PTSD. There's actually even a book written by a woman with anorexia nervosa who claims, and I know this is a strong word, but came, claims to have cured herself with the float tank. But she, she worked at a couple of float centers, and she could do it every day for a couple of years. But um, just overcoming that. And, and a lot of people with addictions. And there's even been studies done. Uh, Dr. Peter Sudfeld up in, um, he's retired now, but up in um, British Columbia, did some studies on the cessation of uh, smoking and other addictive behaviors using the float tank. Wow. That That's is pretty amazing. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I know it's been recommended by the Institute for Functional Medicine as a way to help people do what we were talking about before, balance their parasympathetic and sympathetic. And just for somebody who, can, who can't meditate, I mean, there are a lot of people who just find it hard to sit down and, you know, get themselves quiet. And that can be a really neat option for those those people, too. Yeah, actually, we have a lot of people coming in and asking about that specifically. They're saying, I can't meditate, but I know that there must be value to silencing my mind or quieting the mind down. And I just, I just don't know how to do it. And actually, in the industry, we, we say that uh, the float tank is training wheels for meditation because it really takes away all of those problems like sitting here. My butt hurts and I could go into the kitchen and make myself a sandwich <laughs> or whatever. And you're just isolated from all of that and you're you quiet down to such a deep level. It becomes easy to see what's going on in the mind. And it's so important this day and age because really a lot of people you'll hear, oh, nothingness, you're just going to get nothing in the tank. And that's actually wrong. What you get is emptiness. And emptiness is something totally different. Emptiness is like the, the glass is empty or the house is empty. And once it's empty, then it can be useful. But, you know, when our minds are full, our bodies are full, our lives are full, we can't add anything else. So the water just kind of pours off the top. So once we empty ourselves out just for a short time, you know, just for an hour, hour and a half, you come back to your life refreshed and then you're able to take on those projects with new vigor. Sounds really good to that, me. That sounds like a me beautiful too. thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. What should people know in order to get started? There may be a few um, precautions. Uh, people, apparently, we've heard that some people with um, uh, diabetes might have an interaction with, mag you know, high levels of magnesium. Um, but you can just talk to your doctor or if you're, you're having a high-risk pregnancy. But it actually is really great for pregnant women. Really, you don't need to prepare in any particular way. Um, we have all of the things at the facility that you need to, to wash off ahead of time and when you come out of the tank to, to wash off and, and go back to your life. What are the top three things you want our listeners to do today? <laughs> well, I think um, 
it's really important in this crazy society that we're in now with all the stress and um, just constant activity to take rest days, to really take personal days. And that means more than I'm going to take a rest day, but I'm going to go rock climbing and do this and do this and do this and fill my schedule up so that I'm constantly, you know, activating my sympathetic or my, the, the nervous system that we're using right now. So I think it's important. Um, more and more, there's this idea of people are cleansing. People are into cleanses. I know a lot of alternative naturopaths are, are recommending different types of cleanses. And I think they found that when the body's under stress, it won't, uh, release toxins at a deep cellular level. So you, it's almost imperative to uh, activate the parasympathetic in order to um, have that detoxification happen. Excellent. Sounds really good. So when you say take a personal day, you don't mean I'm going to take a personal day and go run all those errands and make all the phone calls <laughs> right. that I didn't yeah. get to do earlier actually, in the week. Take some time off, maybe some reading, maybe some yoga, but actually really resting. And maybe it's not very often, once a month or even a few times a year. Um, so, you know, that gets to my second point. I think that people can really get a lot of benefit from pairing modalities. We're starting to see a lot of people in the float tank saying, oh, I just got a massage or I just had acupuncture or I did both of them today on the same day that I'm going to float. And it is actually incredible. Not only do you feel like a ball of jelly when you come out of there, it's just an incredible feeling. But I'm having a lot of clients tell me that they've never had this kind of pain relief when they, they pair it with other modalities um, without using their drugs or their drugs aren't working for them anymore. And so now they're trying all of these different types of modalities. And finally, they're finding something that works without using these, these drugs that can be harmful to them. I have a quick question about pain relief. I have this bad thing going on with my shoulder and I've been in pain for months. I'm working on therapy for it. Um, but I, I'm searching for something that can help me with additional pain relief. Do you think a float would benefit me? Yeah, um, I think when when f pain is acute and it's right now, the tank can't necessarily help with that. But just long-term, dull, chronic pain, a lot of people find that it's incredibly beneficial. And the reason for that is there's a, there's a region in your brainstem called the RAS, the reticular activating system. And they found through some experimentation that uh, the RAS turns off when you're floating. Or it will when you're really quiet. And the RAS uh, mediates sensations from the outside of the body and proprioceptive senses. So once it does turn off, it not only turns off the sense of having a body, you can actually feel disembodied sometimes in the float tank while awake, but it also turns off pain response. So that's one of the reasons why we're having such uh, effective uh, results with pain risk. So you might be able to reset the pain response. Many people have this loop that keeps going. Right. It involves emotions. It involves their memories. It involves so many different on so many different levels. And maybe that can be something that would interrupt it and let them reset. Love yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can break the cycle that way. Oh, that's great. I'm so sorry to say that we are nearly out of time, everybody. So, Dan, how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, you can get uh, you can check out our um, website at www.afloattherapy.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Afloat Therapy. And um, you can also call or text us at 360-224-7320. Very good. Well, I want to thank Robin Robertson of Bellingham Tennis Club and Fairhaven Fitness, soon to be bellingham training and tennis club and dr linda sunny goggin of ideal health bellingham 
And I want to thank all of you guys, all of you listeners. I want to hear from you online. So let us know. Have you floated before? What are you using it for? And would you float? What other questions do you have for us and for Dan? So thank you for joining us. This is Erica Flint. Reprogram Your Health Radio on KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. And Dan, I think you had an offer or something special that you wanted to offer our listeners. Yeah, if, if listeners uh, hear this, um, I will give you uh, $10 off if you just mention you, you listen to the Reprogram Your Health um, show. All right, very good. Wonderful to have everyone here today. We want to hear from you. Join the conversation online at ReprogramYourHealthRadio.com where you can interact with our guest experts and hosts, enter to win a free Reprogram Your Health Radio mug, and submit new show ideas. Our engineer is Emmeline Kaiser. Our theme song is Northern Lights by Ryan Farish. Additional music by Prince. If you set your mind free, maybe you understand. Stop this shit, coffee. Oh, oh, oh.